Okay, cool. Uh, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Don Fisher, and today I have with me a young phenom, a writer, producer, director, here to discuss his new directorial feature, Spiral, which is a Shutter original and is now streaming as of last week. Um, welcome, Curtis David Harder. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, man, stopping by. I, uh, I really enjoyed uh, the film, <clears throat> and as I'm like, you know, researching you a little bit, I was like, he's how old? He's done what? <laughs> oh, man, he's the real deal, okay. So like, you're what, 26, 27 now? I'm 28 now, uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah it's crazy. It's been, uh, a long, it's been a long lockdown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, how has it been for you during all this COVID-19 debacle? It's been good and doing lots of writing and we're, we're, we're finally back to jumping into production on a new one. So it's been, it's been a long journey to get there, but we're, we're, we're pulling through. <laughs> yeah. I was just earlier, I had a talk to, um, um, I can't think of his name now, another director, uh, Giles Alderson. And he was talking about, we were talking about uh, during lockdown and trying to catch up on scripts and, Mm -hmm. kind of perfecting some things and kind of the silver lining of kind of having some extra time to kind of get everything prepared for your future projects. Yeah. Good, good time to reflect too. I think like looking back and, and kind of figuring out where you are and kind of what things have happened and what you're, what you're looking forward to in the future. So I think it was, it was a good kind of time just to take, take a breather and kind of reflect on everything. Right. Uh, so for those who haven't seen Spiral yet, I'm going to give you a little rundown. Um, you have Malik and Aaron moved to a small town in uh, search of a better environment for uh, them and their 16-year-old daughter. Uh, but nothing as quite as it seems. Uh, something sinister lies behind the picturesque homes and welcoming faces uh, of their new neighbors. Um, and I had, you know, of course, seen like the trailer before I watched it and saw... Um, you know, com a comparison to Get Out. So I was like, okay, this is definitely gonna be something that I want to see. Um, and then watching it, it is, it is similar as far as like the kind of um, socio-political type of realm. But also, I think it does kind of set itself apart from Get Out, which I had mentioned in my review that like, yeah, they can be compared, but they're two different, two very different movies. Um, so what kind of jumped out to you originally about wanting to direct this film? Yeah, I mean, I really like kind of the exploration of identity and, and kind of the descent that Malik goes into, kind of playing into the idea of, of what's real and what's not. Those kind of movies, movies like Jacob's Ladder always stand out to me as, as movies that I really liked growing up, um, kind of the psychological. But also on top of that, just the, just the, the socio, like, aspect of it of of the homophobia and kind of the where we are as a society right now especially now i mean we we shot the movie in in 2018 and it's it feels like it's only become even more relevant with with how things have gone um and that wasn't like we it was john and uh colin really wrote it as kind of a response to trump getting elected and and kind of the way that things had gone about kind of the otherness and and how we like to as a society blame kind of marginalized groups for for bigger problems that have nothing to do with them. Um, so thematically, it was, it, was, it was a very fascinating film to become, kind of dive into and explore, um, but yeah. Yeah, and that, was, that, that right there is what kind of was like, made it that much more terrifying is like seeing what was going on, knowing 
like kind of what the root was for this story. And then the ending for me, I was like, yo, that is so true. Like when the car pulls up and they look and I was like, no, like yeah. that is, that's crazy but to, to see it in that, that round. Um, yeah, that was, that was wild. Uh, is this something like, cause I noticed with like, uh, for me, I'm a horror fan and I noticed that you are like your, your body of work is a lot of horror. And uh, is it, for me at least, you know, I like it because, yeah, you get this kind of dark story, dark tone, dark aesthetic, but you also, there's an underlying message that mm-hmm. is a lot uh, more prevalent in a, in a horror than, say, like a, a comedy or, or a drama because it's kind of not just cautionary tales, but kind of just like we're going to tell you this thing that we experience or that's going on that you might not notice in a way that you'll want to see it even if you don't want to hear the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think horror really allows that. Um, it's 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 a genre that allows you to go to kind of the darkest places um, of humanity and, and society. I think so. So that for me, I, I'm really attracted to it for that reason of, of being able to explore kind of um, issues within our culture. And it's not just say there are those, the slasher films and, and those can be fun. But for me, um, filmmaking is always about exploring something and, and asking questions. And I don't have answers, but I like to kind of dive deep into kind of the issues that we face on a day-to-day basis as, as a culture, as individuals. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely a, a genre that allows that. Um, we're able to kind of dig deep and, and go dark and, and not, you're, you can go kind of no bar um, held down. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so, and I noticed too, is that with a, a recent films, so this movie is um, set in the nineties and <clears throat> is that kind of where you see a lot of film doing now is that whether it's like a now you can do like historical fiction and based in the 90s now because we are so far removed mm. from the 90s um and it seems to be that the 90s were kind of like the golden era for for most people when you ask them like when was your favorite time it's the 90s and i and i feel like now <clears throat> seeing your film and like you know, I think like Rena Powell was in like the, the early 90s. Is that kind of where you see like a lot of film going now if we're going to do some past things? Is it going to be kind of set in the 90s? Yeah, there definitely is a resurgence of, of kind of 90s set films in terms of like, um, you're seeing, we're seeing a lot of that as, as kind of this, this throwback. Um, for us, it was, it was more about kind of the story and, and with kind of the LGBT movements um, where we had the AIDS epidemic kind of starting then and, and kind of how the movement of the of of gay rights was was in i think it really set the tone for what the story we were trying to portray where they were really kind of the marginalized group of the time um and if it was set in a different time maybe it was it was it was a different as you, like in the kind of the epilogue you see that it's it's a different family um so it kind of it kind of as, even though it's still kind of the the age of today is not necessarily that great either but it's definitely it's compared to the 90s i think we've come a long ways with with gay marriage and, and kind of those different different aspects of kind of cultural acceptance for yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely is uh and i think that's why a movie like this is great is that you can enjoy it for what it is but it also is a mirror of things that still go on uh, especially with you know um Malik's character is almost in this dual role of like not only is he a, a gay man but he's also mm-hmm. a black man and it kind of adds to some of that drama because uh not to give anything too much away to people but he kind of feels like 
you know, what past trauma, but he just kind of doesn't trust any, anybody. And mm-hmm. I think that is not only because of being gay, but then being black and gay in the 90s um, is very different. And people don't really see that side very often. Yeah, um, Jeffrey, um, the lead actually, he was telling us once we'd cast him, he was like, I actually did live a lot of this. He grew up in a small town um, in Alberta, Canada as the only gay black person he was, he was adopted. So he, he brought a lot to kind of that role and, and brought a lot of truth from, from his own past experiences. And I think it was, it was so great to have him and him kind of bringing all that to the role. Um, but yeah, there, there, there is that for sure. Yeah. And, and, and you can definitely tell with his performance that now that you say that you can tell there's like some there's past some, pain that he, there's some past pain that he was definitely <laughs> bringing to the, bringing to the, the, the yeah. Um, so looking you up, man, there's not a lot of information on you. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. As big as you've gotten, I was like, there's nothing like all the websites say the same thing. Um, so I, I saw that your career started in t- uh, Toronto or somewhere in Canada or is it t- or just Toronto? I was in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. yeah. And so you were start off shooting commercials and music videos. Um, mm-hmm. Are you from Canada? Yeah, I, I grew up in Canada. Um, I was, gr- I grew up kind of all over. We were a family that moved around a lot, but um, uh, mostly Calgary, Alberta. And I moved out to Vancouver when I was like 18, 19. Um, started kind of getting into music videos and commercials. And I met Colin uh, Minahan, who co-wrote the script and produced it. Um, when we, he was directing kind of bigger music videos out there in Vancouver. And so I was camera assisting on that. And then we kind of built a friendship over the years and ended up producing a stillborn together. Um, and that from that kind of led on to kind of all of the different horror projects we've done. But I had been kind of directing different short form projects, did my first feature out of high school. And then later on did my second feature in control, which kind of led to kind of all the, the other projects. Yeah, and I, and I saw that your first feature is what you were, you were 18 years old, right? Yeah. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> and especially because um, I haven't gotten to see it, but I know from reading all the different reviews and articles that like it's widely loved and and everybody's like, who, who is this young, this young man? He's 18. Like, how are you going to have this much depth at such a young age? Um, which is refreshing that like I talk all the time about, you know, getting new and fresh stories and talent because we see a lot of the same names a lot, a lot of the same faces as far as like behind the scenes. And we've seen the same names for 30, 40, 50 years. And we're like, oh, where's the, the new talent with like the new ideas? Because, you know, we're part of the same, I'm a little older, but we're from the same generation. I'm 32 <laughs> and our stories are different. The things we've been through are a little different because we grew up uh, the birth of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a unique take on the world that, doesn't get displayed as much because you know the powers that be are in charge so uh so with you coming up i I feel like there's going to be a surge of younger talent with a different perspective that which is why something like um spiral is so good um, thank you yeah yeah we got to we got to see the internet come to fruition yeah quite, quite lucky it's kind of the most interesting time ever really like uh the new generation just has, has grown up on it so it's it's i'm curious to see what they'll be like as adults yeah, yeah. weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll be those old guys soon yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
So uh, you have what I think is produced eleven films. Yes. Jumping into the eleventh film in a couple of weeks, yeah. So okay, done, so you, I've done ten as a producer and directed four of them. Yeah. And what what um, between that and, and writing, directing, which of uh, the what aspect of the film do you love the most? I think I just like film because because of the fact that there's so many aspects of it. Um, I'm kind of a hybrid introvert extrovert, so I love being on set and, and working with with a ton of different people. But then I also love the editing aspect where I can kind of just hide away and like just work on the film completely solo. So I think for me, it's, it's, it's not necessarily one part of it. It's kind of all of it combined um, because you're going from writing to going from the most antisocial thing to the borderline, one of the most social things. So it's kind of that, that mix of kind of always something new and, and exciting. Uh, are you self-taught? Cause I mean, it seems like since you started at such a young age that, it was just kind of natural and then did you like have to like go to any school in between or did you just kind of pick up and just take, learn as you go yeah i didn't uh i was making little short films since i was like five six years old so was, I've, I've always wanted to do this um so i think it was it was a matter of i, I got rejected from a couple film schools and just kind of said like whatever i'm gonna use the money i'd saved up for school and go make that first movie um which was the best decision ever because you kind of just you learn a lot more doing it than theory. Um, but I was camera assisting a lot in high school and, and worked on a bunch of movies as in like the camera department and, and kind of different roles on the crew side, which I think brings a lot to kind of seeing how a film set works and runs and you're seeing it from different perspectives. And that, that helps you when you're on the other, when you're in kind of the directing seat, knowing what everybody else is going through. Yeah, I bet you those schools regret <laughs> not letting you in now because I know they love, you know, attaching themselves to uh, a big director, actor's name. And then now that they're like, oh, no, you're like, all right, cool. I, I'm going to do it myself then. I'm sure they're like, remember that application? That's your fault. <laughs> well, you're fired. <laughs> There was a funny story to one of them. One of them ended up actually um, a year later after I'd, we'd done that, that first movie. Um, they asked me to come talk to their class. And so it was, it was kind of a funny moment where I, I realized that had I gotten accepted that year, I would have been in that exact class. So it's kind of a, okay, maybe I don't need schooling. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked on, when I was searching your name, uh, I found, I think it was on Rotten Tomatoes and it has like everything you've directed and produced on. <laughs> and of course, like it has everything's, you know, there are all the, the percentages. And I think you're one of the only people that I've seen, especially since your career is so young, that everything you've worked on, they all loved. I think there was maybe one that was below seventy yeah. percent, and we, yeah. and we all know with like critics and it's so because <laughs> I'm in that realm that like yeah. sometimes they just they hate things just because like they don't like mm -hmm. a certain aspect. It's not necessarily the movie; it's just the the subject matter. Um, but what do you think sets you apart from? other filmmakers I, I don't know i think like just connecting connecting with the stories wanting to wanting to tell good stories i think everybody nobody sets out to make a movie that's not getting <laughs> critical uh, success obviously so um i mean obviously i mean i'm just really thankful that people are connecting to the stories that we're making um and we have a great team like um everybody involved really kind of grounds each other um colin minahan comes from um a long history of, of horror films and um we have 
yeah, we have we have a good team around us. So John Pollockwin has directed a bunch and done done a ton. Brandon Christensen, who did kind of Z, and so it's it's cool to have kind of that creative group around you. We're all directors that produce for each other, so we're all kind of helping build each other up, which has been really cool. Is it? Uh, I I know that you have a Summerland that just came out like a week ago, yep. um, and that seems like it's complete opposite. <laughs> oh, <right. Yeah. laughs> yeah. Is uh is shooting something like that a little more challenging than you know horror being like uh, kind of a comfort zone? Yeah, I mean, I when I was when I was young, I I never thought I would get into horror films. I think it was one of those things where when we started producing Stillborn, I kind of sat down and was like, I need to educate myself in the genre space. This was back in 2016, and I just started watching horror movie after horror movie, all the classics, and really fell in love with the genre. But originally, I was I my first movie is a drama. My second movie in control was a sci-fi thriller um, and Spiral is actually my first horror film. So as a director, um, so it was, it was, I, for me, it's like, I, I love horror. I, I, I'm going to continue making horror films. I think that it's definitely um, a genre, the, the genre space is awesome to be able to explore kind of these different themes and, and really just go as far as you, as you can. Um, but I also want to tell other stories like, like Summerland's a road trip coming of age comedy drama. So it's literally the opposite as, as a happy upbeat compared to Spiral, which is definitely a darker film. Um, but the, in, in that sense too, they were very different shoots, whereas um, Spiral was more of a conventional full crew kind of dealing with the unions and everything. Summerland was a, was a movie where there was six of us on the road for a month um, in an RV where it was me and the, my co-director Noah Kentis doing everything. We did sound, we did oh, wow. cinematography. Um, so in that sense, they're just very different in a multitude of ways, but right. both challenging and, and in different senses, right? Because one of them is you're dealing with very different problems being on the road in, in a cramped RV with six people versus um, a shoot where you, you, you have more resources at your hands, but there's, there's different challenges. Right, right. Um, and do you, like with, with Spiral being a tough movie that it is, do you, is there a thought in your head about how it'll be received in like today's political climate? Mm -hmm. um, I think I think a big thing for us is just is showing that representation of of why why aren't we seeing more uh, movies that are in the genre space of horror films that have two gay male leads? Um, for us, it was just kind of just let's dive into it and explore it and and really respect it because it because of the fact that it is a difficult topic and and we're we're diving into some some potentially triggering areas, we wanted to be really respectful and, and make sure that, that those, those aspects of it, we, we treated well and we didn't disrespect it and um, finding that balance of handling it well. Um, but it was, it was great to have like Jeffrey and, and JP who, who kind of come from that, um, being able to be there on set and bringing their own stories and their own personal experiences to it, I think was, was brought a lot of levity to the film. Um, and we'll see how, I mean, the audience will be able to tell us, but uh, but that's that was our goal is to kind of make something that that dives into kind of those those difficult areas of, of our culture and, and history that is really challenging, but kind of giving that that hope of um, as a generational thing how we can continue to improve. But it's a crazy time out there right now, especially now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how did the kind of uh, I don't know if it's a partnership or they 
purchase the film, but with uh, AMC's Shutter, how did that come about? I know there's another film of yours that's uh, on the platform, yep. and and which which is really good with your film is that once I watched it, I was like, I need Shutter now. Like I need to see what else. <laughs> if this movie is this good, I need to see what else is on there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are one of our Stillborn was the first film to kind of go on the Shutter um, platform, um, and we've kind of been building a relationship with them. They're awesome. So they're, they're a really cool platform. It's really cool to see kind of pushing these horror films and, and kind of curating it. Um, so those guys are all really awesome. Um, but then, yeah, we did do another exclusive Z, which uh, is Brandon Christensen. That's on there now. Um, and so this is the third film that's kind of on the platform, yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, if anybody else hasn't seen this, must see it. And then you're gonna wanna get Shudder for, because I know there's like a seven day trial, you're gonna wanna pay for it because they, if, like I said, if this movie's this good, and <laughs> like I said, all your movies are like critically acclaimed. So it's it's gotta be worth uh, worth paying for it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting uh, how, cause the movie for me, you know, it what, what kind of changed it for me from the comparison is that not only does it have that subject matter, but then you add in some like traditional uh, horror elements where you have your, um, well, I don't wanna give it away, but the traditional horror <laughs> elements. Um, when you're shooting something, uh, cause this is something I've always kind of been curious about. How, how, how do you know that this scene is gonna uh, elicit this kind of reaction that you want um, when it comes to like some of the traditional things? Um, I think I think it's just a matter of, of knowing where, like, are, are you talking more about the horror angle or kind of yeah, the, kind of like if you like the if someone's in a dark corner <laughs> and you know that kind of thing. I mean, a big thing for me is is building up kind of atmosphere and that sense of dread um, in terms of the technical kind of horror elements. Um, uh, jump scares are only good as good as the buildup. So I think when you're when you're thinking or in terms of terrifying the audience, I think it is kind of getting in the character's head and, and trying to your best to put put the audience in the shoes of, of what's going on and, and kind of building that up. So for me, it was it was my first go at it in terms of doing kind of a straight horror film. So it was, it was great to have kind of Colin Minahan, who, who is kind of an expert at, at building that that sense of build up and tension um, on set helping and then. John Poliquin, who directed Grave Encounters 2. Um, both of them were around. So it was cool to kind of have them. And I think being a producer on so many horror films has also, I've been allowed to watch how all of these things have been kind of built up from prep all the way into the edit. So um, being able to watch these really talented filmmakers has definitely helped, I, I'd say. Yeah, there's definitely some moments that, I'm not a person that scares easily. You know, I might be a little, oh man. I, there were some moments that I was like, oh, I didn't expect that at all. Uh, <laughs> so it was a pleasant surprise to where I had to like go back and like, okay, it kind of got me a little bit. Let me go back and rewind <laughs> a little bit and kind of get the whole, <laughs> what was going on. Um, <laughs> so um, what do you, ha what if anything do you have uh, in the chamber for the next, you know, year or so? Yeah, we have a, we have another, so we're, we're shooting Brandon's third film um, on October 5th. So we, we're jumping into production pretty soon here. It's two weeks away now. Um, 
and then I have a couple projects in writing that I've been working on um, that we're trying to get off the ground, but kind of pendant. Um, one of them's a travel film, so it's going to be we're, we're we're gauging when we can actually do that with with how the world is with the pandemic. Right. So as soon as the world opens up, we'll probably jump into that one. But it's kind of kind of go as you go. But uh, a couple things in the pipeline that aren't really can't really announce yet, but uh, but things are things are coming. Man, I, and I can't I can't wait, man, because uh, now that I have seen what I've seen and you know doing some of this research, now I'm like you're gonna be on that list of guys I gotta like every movie you drop I gotta go see <laughs> it, um, which is great because you know like I said before, new stories, new ideas, fresh eyes, uh, and it, it's great for uh for everyone for the for the film industry because because we need it um where can everyone find you on social media uh i'm on instagram uh curtis david harder uh feel free to reach out um and that's probably the best best spot where i'm posting stuff but we uh yeah well man i uh, i don't want to take up too much of your time i know you got a busy rest of the day um i appreciate you taking the time out um and everyone go check out spiral it's on shutter like i said shutter has a free seven day trial you can do uh so make sure that movie is the one one of the ones you uh you watch um and yeah man i can't wait to see what you have in store for the future man cool thank you so much yeah appreciate you and uh i'm sure we'll talk again another yeah. time absolutely uh, well right on.